0: Testing, test one, two, three. Hello, hello,
1: hello.
0: Edgy, how you doing, mate? Hey, mate,
1: how's it going? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad.
0: You see the score, mate, for City game?
1: Uh, no, no. What was the score?
0: They're 2 0 the up right now with 20 minutes to go, so 4 yeah, 1 a- on aggregate. RS just scored.
1: Yeah, I had, a, I had a funny feeling that they were going to go through to the final. It was one of those where, um, sometimes you're, uh, you know, you're, um, your lucked, Jew. Hey, were you me. drinking there, mate? I'm on the uh, on the uh, wingle, uh, single malt, mate. Single malt. Hey.
0: Should get down to the pub, mate. Support local.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I <laughs> mate. Problem is, <laughs> forget the pub at the moment. You have got to remember, mate. Um, we're only allowed outdoors, and yeah. I'm not being funny. We've got like storms at the moment, mate. You get blown away going up down <laughs> the pub. <isn't> it? <laughs> you should know, see the side of my Instagram feed at the moment. You know, I mean, people are like. We're sitting outside, bruv, and like you've got a m- massive wind coming from rain, just mash the yeah. thing up, man. Mash up thing, bro. Do you know what I mean? Now, man, you don't want to be out of the pub at the moment, man. You want to be at home, mate. Like, 50 mile per hour winds, just that French rain. No.
0: Man, There's been Get some home. great memes of people drinking outside. Right, and I know. Is so that, yeah, so that yeah, one of yeah. the group of um, a woman, they're outside the table and it was pissing down in rain, they has got their the umbrellas up. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Not not for the not for the faint-hearted, mate. Not for the faint-hearted.
0: Ah. But you see some scabs, though. Right? I've seen these um like these young girls. They're like sneaking in vodka in their like you know those hand sanitizers bottles. You know the small ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. So basically, mate, let me fill you in. So what's happened is that because the uh, nightclubs are closed at the moment, oh, uh, yeah. and obviously all the bars are still shut, all the all the you know uni students who used to be clubbers, you know, go out to clubs or all of this stuff, they've all been forced to go to the pubs. Yeah. And uh, they're just not pub people. You can tell straight mm. away. Do you know what I mean? They're all doled up, uh, you know, dressed for the nines down the local. <laughs> um, and they're just not used to drinking in the pub. You know, but the, the, they they scab, They're
0: scabs though because it's like, you know, yeah. like these pubs are struggling for the last year. I know, I know, more I know. Than actually. But then, then and then <clears> if you can't afford to go out, then don't go out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it's a status thing, in it? For a lot of them, obviously, they're all about, you know, putting it up through the Instagram and yeah. all this sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, I'm i uh, I'm young, but I've got an old head on me. Whereas people like myself, who are you know seasoned veterans of the pub, mate, we just go down there and crack on with it, mate. No need to take selfies and uh, you know stories and all of this sort of stuff.
0: Nah, fair enough, mate. I, yeah, I, I've seen stories. I mean, you could be forgiven, mate, and I, I can forgive you. But there's a few stories on Instagram like, oh gosh, why do I follow this person?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just mad, isn't it?
0: Yeah, no, nah, fair enough. I mean, the the novelty will wear off soon enough, I think.
1: Yeah, I think what you'll find is that it it just shifts, isn't it? So once the pub once the sorry uh, nightclubs are back open again in restaurants, you know, people want to be going down the restaurant and those sort of things down and getting into the nightclubs and, and all of that sort of stuff. And then before we know it, I think things will be back to normal, give it give
0: it uh, six weeks. Yeah, I was speaking to my cousin the other day. Um, he owns a pub and um, he was actually making a lot of coin just on the like the orders of food, like there's um takeaways and that. He wasn't actually looking forward to the pub opening again.
1: It's different, mate, Edsy. There's a lot of rules and regulations mm. you got to comply with. It's exactly nightmare. Yeah. Um, so it's not really like I was chatting to a to a to a landlord and a um, publican, uh, and this this uh, publican was basically saying that um, it's not really like running a pub. It's nah. like you know, it's more security than anything else. You have got to make sure people scan into the venue. You got to make sure people are, um, you know. Uh, you know, sat down outside on their allocated table and all of this kind of stuff. So I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a bit of a, bit of a nightmare for them. And then some places are doing bookings, So you've only got your yeah. two hour slots. So you have to leave, you know, uh, 20, 20 minutes beforehand. They've got to wipe everything down. The next lot come in, you know, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Oh, by the way, mate, yeah, uh, yeah, the gyms, is it open now?
1: Yeah. Gyms opened up, uh, on the 16th. Uh, so I'll be back in the gym now for the last two, three weeks. It's been fantastic. Um, Really enjoyed that. It's been nice getting back in, although I must admit, the first couple of weeks just very sore. Yeah. I haven't been doing any, I haven't been in the gym for like four, four old months. So yeah, very sore.
0: Hey, I think I've got the opposite problem here. Like, because uh, I was doing that with the f 45 like leading up to the season, my body's just spent. Like, we've had pre season and the first league game last weekend, I was just done. <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah, still, yeah, you bit sore it. and achy. Groin, hammy, like, I don't know how long. I'm out for maybe. We'll see, mate. <laughs> you're getting old, mate.
1: So you're, you're, you're getting, old, you know, wrong side, wrong side of 20 now, mate. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Mate, I, I saw this uh, meme of the day. It was like um when you hit 27, it takes you about two... To four days recovery after a game of football you know back in the days where you yeah, could play like you know three I, games in I, a day I, I'm
1: actually I'm actually I'm playing my first game of a uh, five-a-side tomorrow night for the first time in jeez oh, just over a year hey, so I reckon I'll, have i have you signed for I'll be, mate? well yeah, yeah I've got to be to be uh, you yeah, know I can't disclose that information yet Um so I, I'm on I'm on trial for sure, so <laughs> let uh, Let's see how it goes. Um, if they're any good, I'll stay. If they're rubbish, I'm, I'm off. But, uh, yeah, it got me. Th- I'm looking forward to it, actually, Eddie. I got my first game of football in over a year tomorrow. Um, nice. Tomorrow. So um, yeah, that'd be nice having a bit of a having a bit of a knock about.
0: Mate, we could do with some players here, mate. Honestly, we're dropping like flies here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. The problem is, I don't think you could afford the uh, the flat <laughs> over and, and the appearance. <laughs> fees.
0: Quarantine, mate. I couldn't, couldn't yeah, quarantine. Mate, we've uh, um. We've got more injuries than goals right now. <laughs> Jeepers. Yeah, that's, that's not a good sign. I suppose that's the that's the problem
1: though, because you lot probably don't train, you just turn up on a turn yeah, up yeah. on a Saturday, do you know what I mean? And it's difficult, isn't it, when you're not when you're not when you're not training um and, and those sort of things
0: um, I blame the pitch, having... mate. The pitch isn't great. It's not the best pitch in the world. We've been playing on um three G for the oh, since the start, and awful. now we're playing like on turf and that like proper grass. Yeah. It's not that's not the best like yeah everywhere and it's not the, <laughs>
1: the problem so it, it goes both ways. So I'm not a massive fan of the three G or the four G pitches because I find that it's not good for uh going to grounds. But what I think it's good for is it's the consistency of the surface. It's all yeah. weather. Whereas the problem when you play on on grass pitches is that if they're not well maintained, they're very bobbly, bibbly bobbly, do you know what I mean? And um, very easy to, to do an injury on it.
0: Mm because like um like back home i think you know most pictures are sort of like sand mixture of sand are they mm. um whereas here it's just yeah there's nothing like that over here it's just w- whatever you get
1: <laughs> yeah i mean the biggest problem in the uk i mean and that's where 3g 4g pictures have been a lifesaver is uh, mm. the winter time um obviously yep. as you probably remember is a uh, you know pi- uh pictures getting you know rain getting rained off um so i think in the the beautiful thing about 3G or 4G is all you need to do is get the broom and just give the, give the Walter a bit of a shove <laughs> off the pitch.
0: Despite the pitch, um, the new league we're playing and the Christian league we're playing in, in, in Auckland. Um, it's a lot better in, in terms of officiating... And we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about setting up our own nets or flags anymore. Like, everything's it, done for us. It,
1: less, less aggro as well. Do you know what I mean? You
0: think that, mate. But you think you like, a bunch of nuns out there on the field. But now nah, the, the, the team's next to us. Because, like, the, the thing is, right, when, when you've got these leagues of, like, ethnicities and you're always going to have some aggro between, like, one ethnicity against another one so like on the other field we had like these arabs versus um like fijian indians and you just knew well, okay. that they're gonna kick off gonna they kick always off. do
1: it's gonna kick off
0: yeah, like, yeah. when i when i used to like uh officiate um like futsal leagues like indoor football mm-hmm. you always get this blend of like ethnicities like south americans particularly the brazilians would take mm. on like um like uh, iraqis and like you just you just it's a melting pot of you know <laughs> you know there's there's, there's always going to be like something kicking off there you know what i mean yeah yeah no fair enough you know so it's yeah it's one of those things but yeah we there's a game next to us man we thought that was gonna like because it was rolling onto our pitch their fight so <laughs> we we're and we we're like uh i think we we're four or two down at the time we thought okay sweet we gonna get this game abandoned here because <laughs> of the fight but um yeah, it's, it's a lot different what you think about a Christian league. You think it'd be all nice and nicely, but now nah, they're just as uh, competitive as any other league. Really, get,
1: get just as angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. oh, me. Fair yeah. enough. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's that. That is crazy. I mean, um, I would have
0: assumed that they would be
1: a bit less aggro, a, a <laughs> bit more, bit more, so, bit more, bit not social with a lower S in the sense that you know people just you know looking to have a bit of a, a knock about, play yeah. ninety minutes and and go home but uh, yeah they sh- there you go it shows doesn't matter what what name you put on the front of it it's the same same in it
0: <laughs> yeah exactly when you put 22 blokes on the field but it, there's always going to be Sunday though
1: yeah yeah no 100 <laughs> percent. i suppose to be honest with you it's probably better playing saturdays as well because uh, i've never enjoyed i mean I, what i like about playing saturday is it's like um, you've got you, you know you still can go out saturday night enjoy your sunday sort of thing whereas the biggest problem with Sundays is it's always a lottery in terms of what condition yeah, the boys turn up in. Do you I know like, what I mean? It's I like. it's, uh, it, 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 it's it's a funny old one, isn't it, Sunday it's a Sunday, Sunday, League? Um, especially, I mean, it, oh, actually, it can be worse, in it? I mean, if you've got the late kick-offs, it's a it's a dangerous one, three o'clock. Whereas with the earlier ones, I mean, after this so mean, you get after the lads who turn up absolutely cut. Do you know what I mean? They're <laughs> pissed out of their brains from the night before. You know what I mean? People getting in at like... Uh, you know, three, four o'clock in the morning. Um, it's You just make yourself blimey. Uh, yeah, unbelievable.
0: <laughs> problem that we have, mate, is that people think they can drink on a Friday now. <laughs> so we, we got rid of that problem of the Saturday night drinkers. Now we've got the Friday night drinkers now, which has <laughs> <is> killed us.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's even worse then, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Just stuck to the, uh, stuck to the Sunday. Mad.
0: <laughs> oh, brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Well, um, well, since our last pod, mate, shit went down. It's safe to say that. The European Super League got, uh, well, the plans have been derailed for now. Um, as soon as we posted the last pod, really, in the 24 oh, hours. Mate,
1: they got, it got mashed up in it. Absolutely <laughs> mash-up thing. Do you know what I mean, mate? Do you know, uh, mate? It was shut down within, what, 48 hours? If, if that, like do you know that, yeah. what I mean? It was uh, Unbelievable. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> unbelievable and you know what's funny I actually have that week off work so um I had like uh I, was, I had like Sky News on I had Talksport on mate it was all it was all happening do you know what I mean I was like in the uh like it's like the new, my house was like the newsroom do you know what I mean it was uh, absolutely brilliant um but um yeah it didn't last very long did it I mean no. you know you'd have to say I mean crikey it's uh you wouldn't want them to organize something for you because it literally capitulated within, yeah, as soon as a little bit of pressure was applied, it flat packed itself. So, uh, mm. yeah, I mean, it's uh, crazy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, you did call it, mate. You're pretty bang on what happened.
1: Um, oh, it was never going to happen, never going to happen.
0: But do you feel there was a sort of a, just a test to see how far they can go? And I think they've realized you can't really go that far too quickly.
1: Well, I think the biggest problem is you've got to remember that football in this country is not like America with the franchise model. Um, and at the end of the day, um, the fans will be the judge, jury and the executioners. Um, and I think what killed them was the fact that they didn't have the players and the managers on side.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I think, you know, if the managers and the players were on side, it probably you know would have been a bit of an uphill battle to try and overturn it. But, um, you know, they, they all... Well, they all done the right thing, really, in terms of saying, you know, we don't stand for this, and um, you know, fair play. I mean, it, it was, you know, good to see that unilateral show mm. of support across the uh, across the football world. Uh, you know, very, you know, uh, you might see the odd uh, fan or someone on social media who was against it, but um, yeah, I mean, good, good to see that it was quashed. But I think there's also all sorts of other issues which have come out, out of this, which mm. is, you know, really interesting to see how that will play out. Over the coming months.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, that's pushed aside for now. But then we've got the issues of ownership now. So, you know, yeah, that's but the big it's, not, one. it's not
1: even it's not even it's not even that though, Eddie. Right? Yes, ownership's a big one. But you look at our FIFA, UEFA, and the Premier League, and others have been so wishy-washy on racism over the years. Mm. How is it that some clubs will come out, form a breakaway league, and bang? They're talking about banning players from the World Cup. They're talking about sanctions and all of these sort of things. And you sort of think to yourself, hang on, why well, can't this lot pull the finger out and do the same thing when it comes to racism, you know, sexism, all, all of this kind of stuff? Um, now, that do not make no sense, does it? And what's also, you know, ironic is that the people which were obviously, you know, uh, ripping off fans at the moment, all the broadcasters, so Sky, yeah. BT, um, you know, and, and the like, they're all going up in arms in it. But the reality is, it's not going to get any cheaper for the fans to watch football, is it? So I think it's a bit hypocritical from both the broadcasters and the traditional media and um, and the governing bodies as well, if I'm honest with you. And the nail in the coffin is, now where was this outrage about 12 to 18 months ago when a lot of these football league clubs were going under? You look at poor Berry. Now, no one cared about Berry because they're just some run-of-the-mill League Two club or whatever it was, you know, other clubs have, sh- have suffered the same. Portsmouth, uh, uh, Bolton Wanderers. I mean, I heard the most shocking story the other day where basically, um, so Pompey, um, they they were getting like local builders in to help, you know, develop some work on the stand and all of this kind of stuff. And because they're all, you know, fans and all of that kind of stuff, they weren't demanding like massive payments in advance and all of this kind of stuff. And then when Pompey went bust, um then the builders never got paid and as a result the building firm went under do you know what I mean so you look at it and you think to yourself there's such hypocrisy at the moment in football between the top and the bottom isn't there
0: we'll get back to that mate but can we talk about the uh protests so let's talk about the Arsenal protest first
1: yeah yeah I mean it was a good show I mean good show of protest on a Friday night I mean we got about um looking at it I think you know reports of about five to six thousand which came out um you know peaceful demonstration um, which which was good, obviously. Um, you know, not to mug anyone off. I think it shows the size of the London clubs. You know, uh, Chelsea got maybe you know a thousand out. Tottenham got you know about twenty man them on the roundabout. Who were are giving it large. Um, and then obviously yeah, we 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 had a good turnout. Um, and yeah, it was good. I think obviously protesting, uh, sending a message loud and clear that we want Cronky out. But I think. Mm. What's going to be interesting is there is a larger protest which is planned for the last game of the season, um, which is on the Sunday. Um, and also with fans going back in the ground, it wouldn't surprise me if, if you know, we were to get something like 10,000, 15,000 out for, uh, for for that one. So, um, yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say, Eddie, right, is for the last decade, um, me and a lot of fans who are similar to myself, um, you know, part of our core cool support have been campaigning to get the owner out. And you know, we've been abused, people have laughed at us, people have said that, you know, you've got an agenda, blah, 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 blah. So I almost think that a lot of the Arsenal fans have left it too late now. So we could have done something about this about a decade ago. So um group which I'm a part of called the Black Staff movement. Um, you know, we protested, marched on the ground, all of this sort of stuff. And at the time people thought it was all about getting Benga out and all these sort of things, saying we weren't proper fans and all of this, which is bullshit personally. It was just a weird foresight to see that, you know, this uh, Cronky was no good and the club was going in the wrong direction. So, actually, I think it's one of those where the apathy of the fan base has actually you know got us in this position in the first place as well.
0: Do you think that takeover is going to happen?
1: I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I think... uh, I think it all hinges on whether we get in a Champions League. So if we don't get in a Champions League, I think it would be a very convenient time for Cronkney to sell up. We've got no European football coming in next year because we're going to finish outside the, um, you know, the the European uh, places. Uh, so, oh, six. <laughs> well, it's not even that anymore, is yeah. it? It's the top top whatever top five, it is, I seven guess. or eight.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I, I think a lot of, I, I know it sounds a bit silly but I think he'll hold off and I think it will depend on if he win the Europa he thinks to himself alright well maybe I can get a couple you know uh, a few more a few more million for the club whereas actually if I was putting my business hat on it'd be a great time to exit wouldn't, wouldn't it if there's no European football next season yeah. so I, I mean I, I don't know if the conkeys will sell to be honest with you I mean I, I'm really, I'm really not sure. I think the only problem they've got, and there's no, no one wants them now, so uh, there's a lot of pressure. But do they uh, care? They, they, they don't really I don't, care. I don't think they do. I think the only thing they care about is. So I said this the other day, right? I think to get Conky out, you need three things to happen, um, and you need the domestic. So you need, so the domestic and international fan base have to come together. So people would have to stop going in the grounds. Um, people would have to stop buying all the merchandise and all of those sort of things through the club um and then what you'd probably need as well is people to you know keep uh, upping the ante on social media and those sort of things mm. um that's the only way you're going to get them out i mean you could argue and say people should stop um you know their their, their subscriptions you know whether it's to like you know uh, sky bt or whoever the overseas broadcasters are but i think if people done the first three things then, then then yeah but it's never going to happen you know people are never going to stop going in the ground uh people aren't going to stop buying the shirts and the kits um uh so you know you've literally just got the last option which is protesting yeah. those sort of things so i'm skeptical i don't i don't think he's going to go anywhere in the short term personally
0: i think you're right mate it all hinges on that european game is it tomorrow night
1: tomorrow it's thursday thursday night oh, yeah. and uh, and obviously yeah if i think because the way he looks at it is like <coughs> shit if someone you know he's he's going to make a profit on it if someone's offering 1.8 billion cash I'll probably cash the chips in, especially if the sentiment's you know, down <laughs> like it is at the moment. Um, but if we get back in the Champions League, you think yeah, some stuff aren't yeah. like, going anywhere. You know, so the
0: cash out back. How do you feel about that then? Do you, do you really want Arsenal to... Like, basically, if the best situation is that you'd lose on Thursday.
1: Well, I mean, let's be honest, with you. This this is just a, a hypothesis. There's no, there's no, you know, we could uh, we could win and he could still sell up. We could lose and he could still stay on. I mean, we don't know, do we? Um, but you know, if you look at it from a, if you put your business hat on, I mean, Arsenal doesn't become as attractive as a as a proposition if we're not in the, you know, the the, 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 the well, certainly Europe, especially the Champions League. Yeah. Can look at the facts that the other clubs around us are getting stronger and we're getting weaker. The likes so of Chelsea. Um, you know even your your West Ham's who are based in London. You know West Ham will be able to have European football next season. Um, so I mean, who, who knows? Um, the only question really is is this Daniel Ek the right person to come into the club? And I think mm. people are making a lot of noises about him, but I don't. I think it's a, it's a, if he comes in, it's a short-term fix, not a long-term fix. I mean, the reality is they need to get fan fan ownership. I think in the in the UK, you need to have 51% of the club owned by the fans mm. because that prevents against awful ownership.
0: Yeah. What's your thoughts on him, mate? Because, you know, the way he's gone about it is quite smart. He's bringing in some invincibles with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a good, he's a good, he's a Swedish. He says he's a gooner. which do not surprise me because there are a lot of Arsenal fans in the Nordic regions, uh, you know, based on sort of you know, players we've had over the past. Um, you know, the original super-sweet Anders Limpa uh, in the early 90s, Freddie Lumber, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, don't surprise me. He's a gooner. He obviously owns Spotify. He's a smart guy. Uh, you know, he's probably that next-generation sort of, you know, tech billionaire. Um, would he be an improvement on Conquer? Absolutely. From all the postures and the movement he's saying, I think he's doing the right thing by saying that we need some football men back on the board. Has to happen. because you look at the current composition of the board and, you know, the biggest issue for us is we run ourselves like a PLC business yeah. rather than a football club, which is just no good. You can't you can't do that. Um, it, it doesn't work. Um, I mean, yeah, great that he's getting the likes of Burkham, Henri Vieira involved. It would be awesome to have them back around the club. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it would be a positive, but I still think medium to long term, you've got to have fan ownership. You've got to have fans involved in, at boardroom level. You've got to have fans involved in the direction of the club because... You know, he might, this billionaire might sell out and then you've got the next Cronky, which is right into Athens. So <laughs> yeah. you've got to prevent and safeguard against that. And also, I think, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here. You know, if you're a fan, I don't actually know if it's the best thing for you to do to buy a football club because um, you've almost got that conflict of interest, don't you? Where, you know, you're torn between running it like a fan versus running it like you would need to do as, as an owner of a football yeah. club as well. So, if it was me personally, I wouldn't want to own the Arsenal. I wouldn't want to run the Arsenal because I think you know it's too difficult as a fan. Because you tend to your heart your your heart tends to rule you more than your head. You know mm-hmm. that's just the reality of being a football fan, isn't it? I mean, you know, most football fans, do, you know, after a loss, they're not thinking uh, thinking straight, are they? So, I mean, yeah, yeah far, far as I'm concerned, I'd love to see the geezer at the club, but equally, I, I don't know if that's going to fix the problem.
0: You notice Spotify premium's gone up now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, so, exactly. So we're we're paying for your bloody uh, takeover, mate. I can almost imagine all the Spears fans now just like taking all those descriptions away. They're not going to do it.
1: Go not. Yeah, go to iTunes Music. Yeah, Apple
0: Music. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely got money, this, heck. He does, doesn't he? So because
1: he can do it both, <laughs> he can do it both ways. You see, so I think he can, he can, he can. He, he's got, he's got a bit of money behind him personally. And then he can also, you know, use use Spotify in order to, to, to give himself a bit of leverage. So, yeah. I mean, he's a cracking candidate in the sense he's got the money and all of these sort of things. But the way you look at it is, you know, it's just not a sustainable model, is it? Asking these billionaires to come in and then put money into the club. And you know, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm not sold. But um, the one thing I do like is getting all the old school back. Do you know what I mean? Because we've missed that. We haven't had football men around the club for a long time. You know, we've just got a bunch of idiot businessmen who just don't understand football. Um you know, for that, and this is the problem with Arsenal. So you look at Gazidis, for example. His success was measured on the, on revenue, not on the performance on the pitch. So the year he finished outside the Champions League, um, he got a one million quid bonus because he met his commercial KPIs. <laughs> Think to yourself, you know, that, that's mental, isn't it? I mean, it just don't make it. And this is the problem with football: is it, it's, it's run the wrong way. It needs to be run like a football club, rather than you know about making making money. Yeah. And do you know what? So, a great example of this is, right? What, what would you rather? Would you rather? So, and I'm not trying to pick on Tottenham here, but so Tottenham have probably over the last seven or eight years finished, you know, higher than us in the league, but they've won no trophies. Yes, they've had Champions League football, but they've got nothing to show for it. Whereas at least now the Arsenal turn around and say, oh, we've got four FA Cups. What would you rather in, in 30 years' time? What would you rather have? Would you say, oh, yeah, great, we finished top four, uh, you know, Champions League football, we made the odd final or semi-final whatever it is blah 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 blah, mm. blah but you've got nothing to show for it and I think the mentality with the modern football now is that people would rather be in the Champions League they would be rather in the Europa League than winning Cups and I don't get it it doesn't make sense to me it doesn't mm. make no sense whatsoever
0: Yeah I was thinking about this yesterday actually with City doing so well and this year's Champions League like, do you feel like 2020 and 2021 you could just scratch those out because there's no fans there in the ground like yes you, you might go on to win a Champions League but you know, it's not the same thing, is it? Really? You know, it just feels like a, you know, yeah. Asterisk, I mean, it's, really. a, it's a good,
1: it's a good crack, isn't it. I mean, you know, we won the cup last year, and it was nice to win the cup, but it wasn't quite the same without nah. you know the fans in the ground. Um, uh, like, will, I mean, you remember, no, will you remember?
0: Will you remember the no. FA Cup final in thirty years' time? The last year's one. Like, would you remember that? I don't, in 30 years I, don't, time?
1: I don't know. I don't know. But let's let's. If I'm there, played there was yeah, Edie, right? As a player, you can only play uh, what's in front of you. Uh, you've got no control over where there's fans in the ground. So, is it still a massive achievement? Absolutely. Is it something still to celebrate? Yes. Um, I don't think you can take that away from them. Will it be? You know, will there be an asterisk? Absolutely, yeah. because it's just not. We, we know football's not quite the same. You know, there's not quite the same uh, intensity in certain games. There's definitely not the same buzz in the ground because there's no fans there. Will I have an asterisk against it? Yes. But if I was a player, would I care? Absolutely not. You know, uh, no, I wouldn't. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one. But I think from the fans' perspective, it will certainly have an asterisk because, you know, it just won't be the same. But equally, you know, the show goes on, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Can we talk about uh, what's happened at Old Trafford on the weekend? I I woke up to this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. God.
1: You were were sleeping, mate. I was sleeping.
0: sleeping. I woke up, mate expecting some points from Cavani, uh, Fernandes and Rashford on my fantasy team. I just saw like a, a, a dash there. I thought, what the hell's happened here? I, I swear there was a game on this morning. And then I woke up, <laughs> saw the news. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe it. I cannot believe yeah,
1: it. Good, yeah, it's a funny one, would not it? So um, I've seen it all unfold live on television because um, Arsenal were the two o'clock game and then um, United-Liverpool was the 4.30. And so um, just before half-time, in the uh, Arsenal-Newcastle game, so probably about 2.30-ish UK time, um, they did the crossfeed to to Manchester, because what it was is there was two planned protests. There was one at the hotel, which the players were staying at, well, both sets of players actually were staying at, and then there was um, a set of protests at the ground, and basically what's happened is, with the set of protests at the ground... um, I don't think the club were anticipating the number of people which were going to turn up. And so you had thousands of people who've turned up outside the ground and you've got a very light security presence. And basically they just stormed the ground. There was nothing, you know, I seen the, you know, I was watching the videos on Twitter, you know, live is there's nothing. Basically you've got like three, four, 5,000 outside the ground and you've got maybe 30 security trying to hold them back. And they just, they just, they, 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 they steamed them. They absolutely, they steamed them. The Man United fans just steamed the security, broke the barrier, uh, you know, the little temporary fence thing. They ripped that down, steamed them. And you know what? People having to go at the stewards, don't blame them. You know, if there's literally like, you know, 5,000, you know, you've got hundreds of fans rushing at you. You know, you're someone who's on minimum wage, 10 pounds an hour. You're going to put your life at risk. Nah, that's what the old bill's for, mate. You know what I mean? So they just let the fans go through, really. That's what they did, you know? <laughs> fans that opened up the gates said so no worries boys and girls in you come and so yeah fans stormed through onto the pitch um, and then I think that's when it got a little bit out of hand in the sense that um, okay fans went on the pitch yeah. but then you had a bit of littering but then what they started doing was smashing up you know cameras a few cameras got smashed up and all of those sort of things but I mean hey look you know as Martin Luther King Jr. used to say a riot is the language of the unheard and you know uh, a lot of these football fans yes you know I'm not condoning the, the the activities, but you know, it's about time people have heard the voices of football fans, and I think yes, you know, United fans, you know, looking back on it, especially if they get docked points, would think, you know, was it worth it? You know, questionable. But you know, look, uh, it's about time the authorities, the owners, and everyone's take note and listen.
0: Mm. I think it was worth it because they were able to delay giving City the title that day because they're probably going to lose it's Liverpool. So.
1: Yeah, and I think you know it, everyone around the world is taking notice as a result of that and realise that actually the fans and people are going to ask themselves why is it that the fans are protesting? I mean, you don't get you know an angry horde of fans mm. protesting and getting onto the pitch on any given Sunday. Um, so you know there's... Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things you know football fans in this country have been systematically betrayed by everyone you know there's the the governing bodies the government clubs um now and, and i think it's about time that people start to look at that and say it's not right yeah. it's not right the way fo- it's not right the way football's run in this country and i think it's right it's a game which was you know uh, created by the poor and stolen by the rich
0: mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that mate i think the the big thing to talk about this one is like, yes, we can laugh about all the memes that came out of that storming the Old Trafford and, you know, players, not players, sorry, the fans like kicking the balls into the goals and climbing the goal nets and all that stuff. We can laugh about that. But the thing, the big thing to talk about really is the, the way it was reported, particularly by Sky, you know, um, yeah. last week, they were all for the fans saying oh, the European Super League, you know, it's the scourge of football is going to do this than that. And then this week, particularly around that Old Trafford incident, football fans are thugs, hooligans, you know, they shouldn't be doing this. You know, the narrative really, they, they basically report what suits them really.
1: Look, let's, let's have it right. I mean, I'm not being funny to you. Uh, you know, traditional media in the way which Sky presents, Sky, is di- Sky are dinosaurs in the football world. I mean, let's let's have it right. I mean, you know, the best thing they did was start publishing their content on YouTube. Um, you know that, that's the you know they do their little snippets and clips. But in terms of the, their model, the way which they you know people have to spend a lot of money to get, you know, they haven't got a younger audience. It's a very much a traditional audience. Um, you know, BT is a little bit better in the sense that it's a bit cheaper to get BT. Um, you know, and you know it's a bit more accessible. But still, I mean, it's 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 not the cheapest, and they've only got half of it. I mean, what people have to understand here is that you know. The tradition Sky and BT don't really represent the fans. No, you know you have pundits on there who are ex-players, but you never really hear fan voices on there. And whether you like it or hate it, all the you know YouTube fan and the vlogging and all of that stuff is here to stay because that is the way in which the fans have a voice without being able to express themselves obviously vocally in in mm. the ground. Um, and so, absolutely, I mean, do the people on Sky and BT represent the fans? No, they don't. I mean, that's the that's the reality of it. And they will obviously do whatever they need to do in order to appease their paymasters.
0: Yeah, because what I was trying to get at was like the hypocrisy of what Sky Sports were doing on that day. Yeah, but
1: Sky's lost money off it, Eddie. That's right. Yeah. They're upset. But thing is, is, they, they've, they've, Yeah,
0: exactly. But they've made they've made money but, um through the last two weeks actually. I don't think they've ever had as many hits in the last two weeks as they ever have in the yeah, past. 100%, so hundred percent. And then because this game was cancelled, um, because of the protests they got upset about that right but last week they took them took the high moral high ground which i I felt uneasy with because i mean when sky takes the moral high ground on anything you realize there's an issue here (laughs) but then this week you know they sort of um painted out the fans to be these thugs right where they were just protesting against what Sky were endorsing last week, right? <laughs> against his ownership. But because it cancelled their football, 100%. took their money away from them, they decided to turn against them, right? And change the narrative. They, they made it look like the protest was more than just a European Super League. It was actually about their ownership. They wanted the Glazers out. So for like, what, 15 years, they wanted the Glazers out. But that wasn't reported at all. All they're reporting was was making these thugs look like idiots, you know what I mean? Whereas it was only, a, a, you're always going to get some idiots than a, a large crowd right but the main the main reason why they were there was to put an end to the glazers
1: 100 i mean the reality is sky a self-serving um mm. you know a, a, a hypocritical uh, big media machine now it doesn't surprise me whatsoever um so yeah of course they're gonna go and get on their high horse aren't they because it serves mm. them best um so you bang on
0: and same with the Premier League, mate. They put a statement out saying, "Oh, oh fans, fans League- have Our other Premier League are, um, Premier League are idiots. They have other um, channels to you know voice their like opinions and concerns." I'm like, but the thing is, they don't. Pe- they never listen to the people. Like the only way that people will ever get any recognition in football is that you cancel games and protest. That's the only way you can do the League-
1: it. The Premier League are run by not uh, by, by, by big business idiots. Uh, yeah. uh, you know they are. You know, Scudamore. Uh, before whoever the guy is in charge yeah, now. that's right, yeah. All of this lot are interested in is maximising their wallet, mate. I mean, you look at how they've destroyed uh, watching football in this country. The fact that now you've got to have Amazon Prime, BT and the uh, Sky to watch all the games. It's stupidly expensive. Uh, you look at the catastrophe, um, which is ticket pricing, um, you know, for a lot of the club's uh, you look at, you know, the awful way which football fans are treated in this country. Can't drink football in your... Can't drink in your seats. Uh, you look at the way which, um, you know, uh, ownership laws and all these sort of things. They're a joke. Mm. Premier League are a joke just as much as uh, everyone else. I mean, they're all corrupt, aren't they? I mean, the yeah, Premier League, exactly. far they're all bent as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Th- this it's whole there. issue,
0: what is highlighted, This highlight well, actually, you separated the sheep from the wolves, really. And, yeah. you know... We can talk about the European Super League, but the owners, yeah, they're bad. But the worst ones are the broadcasters and FIFA. Um, I've been saying it for years. I've been been saying it for years.
1: Fans have been systematically betrayed, right? Mm. You look at this country, yeah? Take note of this, what I'm going to say now. Everything from you look at ticket prices, you look at broadcasting, you look at the way which fans are treated, you look at the times which the games are on, you Look at the way which they allocate tickets for the big games, like cup finals, and all of this sort of nonsense. Mate, it's cooked. The game's gone, man. Like, I'm not being funny, but football is the only reason why they try and hype all of the fans, this fans that, blah, 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 is because that's how they promote it. But really, it's dead, mate. You know, football is dead in this country. And the reality is, a lot of the youngsters now aren't really as tuned into football in the way which uh, we were growing up. Like, they will they follow players now. They don't really follow uh, teams as such. You know, they're interested in a fee for ultimate team and all of this kind of stuff, but you know, they don't have, you know, and that's that a bit of a generalisation, but they don't necessarily have the same uh, you know, uh, passion for it because they, they can't follow it. Now they can't afford to go in the ground. They can't afford to pay, you know, whatever it is, 70 quid a month to have all the different, you know, uh, platforms to watch it. So it's, it's, it's finished, mate. Football in this, in this country is finished. I mean, I'd have more interest in going down non-league, mate, than, than, than watching... Um, and that's it. If I'm honest with you, these days, apart from the Arsenal, I don't really watch much of the other teams. That doesn't interest... That the product doesn't interest me. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather go and watch non-league than go and watch someone in the Champions League or the, uh, or, or the Premier League because it's a sterile concept.
0: Where do you see things going now? Like, we've had these protests. Like, what's the next stage?
1: So... I think it's one of two ways, right? I think what's going to happen is they either reform football or I think they're going to lose a lot of the core traditional fan fan base. So I think a lot of fans are starting to lose interest with it up and down the country, regardless of, of who you support. And that's just not at Premier League clubs. That's at Championship clubs. That's at League One, League Two clubs. You know, things around the ownership, things around all of this sort of stuff. So I think, it's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to try and reform football, get the fans back on side. Otherwise, I think a lot of people start to lose interest, really. Mm. Um, You know, because, you know, let's have it right. I mean, what's going to, you know, unless they reform it, you're going to get a Super League, which will come back again, won't it? In a different guise, a different shape, in a different form. Um, So, yeah, I think they've got a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reform it. Um, Needs to be government-backed, of course. If they don't, like I said, I think, and, you know, what, the sleeping giant in the room and what no one's talking about is the players. I mean, the players have contributed a massive part to the Super League in the sense that you look at the wages that they're demanding. Most football clubs in this country have been operating at a loss, mate. The reason they're operating at a loss is because of the wage bill. You look at championship clubs, for example, you look at, you know, uh, League One clubs, the wage bill is crippling them. Now, they can't keep this up. Football needs to have a sustainable model from top to bottom. You know, ownership structure, wages, Transfers, ticket prices, the whole lot, mate.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, mate. I agree with that.
1: Um, you look at, you look. No, seriously, you look at. And people think, you know, yes, the only reason why these Premier League clubs can keep going is because the owners can absorb the losses. Yeah, look at Chelsea. Abramovich has written off like half a billion pound, mate. I mean, you know, it's, I'm not being funny. That's astronomical money. Uh, whereas the reason why a lot of, and uh, you know, these Championship clubs. Now, I, I wonder how long they're going to last, you know, because obviously they haven't had the gate revenue coming in. And surely it's a ticking time bomb for so
0: many of them. <laughs> yeah. Derby County's one of them, mate. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're, They'll they're they're be in League One this time next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Within the hope.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. And let's let's get it right. They were a team which was in the playoffs,
0: uh, you know, two, with, two years yeah, with, ago. with Frank, yeah. Yeah. When you see Arsenal, what's going to happen there, mate, in the summer? There's a Actually, the next few weeks are big for Arsenal, not just on the field, but off the field, really. You know, where do mate, you see things going?
1: Mate, it's, it's all or nothing on this Europa. Yeah. If, we don't get in the, if we don't get in the Europa, oh, we're finished, mate. We're, we are absolutely finished. We don't win the Europa, we're finished.
0: Yeah, but do you, do you think uh, it's a, an opportunity, like you said before, with the Spotify uh, takeover? That will happen then, surely, if they don't go to Europe.
1: Yeah, but the problem is, Edsy, so look at it like this, right? So, yes, Arsenal are a massive club. Yes, we uh, have, you know, uh, ability to pay big wages and those sort of things. But you look at the top players now, where do you want to, you know, they want to play Champions League football. Uh, you know, how do you attract big, the big players if you're not even playing European football, you know, you know, Europa let alone Champions League football. So, if we finish outside the Champions League, uh, would yeah. I like it for, from a personal perspective because it hits the owners in the pocket? Absolutely, I would love that. You know, it means they're not going to get the money from, from obviously all the you know, broadcasting revenue, sponsorship, blah blah blah. But if you look at it realistically, that would consign us to mid-table, bar a miracle, because you're not going to be able to get the big players want to come and play for you, and then you're going to be relying on you know a good manager who has got the ability to get the best out of what he's got. Do you think that's a good? Um,
0: that's a good thing, though. shouldn't Shouldn't this be a restart for Arsenal? Because like I've what I've heard over the last few years is that the Europa League has just killed you, really.
1: Yeah, agree, agree with that. But then the question you've got to ask yourself is: Is the manager good enough to do that? No. So, is, so, so this is the problem. So, <clears throat> so, if you had a manager, right? You you got an experienced manager in there. You know, give him a year or working with the boys out of European football, he will get you back in the top form, right? Yeah. You know, you look at the what, like, uh, you know the. Leicester, Liverpool, these sort of teams have been able to do and all of that kind of stuff. Um, Now, I'm pretty sure Roger's done it at Liverpool when they're playing week in, week out. Um, And I know Leicester have done it. Whereas, I look at Arteta, the jury's still out, mate. That's the reality. I mean, you look at our form in the last year in the league and it's not really been consistent and or good enough with the players at his disposal. So, he's he's in, you you know, Russian roulette territory where... He needs to win the Europa yeah. because it gives him a get out of jail free card. Otherwise, I see the vultures circling. I see the vultures circling. You know. Uh, so yeah, I think for us, we we have to win it. If we don't win it, then serious questions are going to get asked of the manager. And there are the fans who are saying, "Yeah, you need to give him time. You need to give him time," and those sort of things. But it don't exist anymore. Nah. that he's had he's gubs. had his
0: time, mate. He's had his time. Like the way I look at it is, well, look. You're you better off you don't win that at all. You have to get to the final first. Let's let's remember that you are still you're gonna have to overturn a two-one um, on aggregate. Um, but let's just say you you didn't win. It's not the end of the world because the takeover is more likely to happen. And you've oh, got yeah, you've, no. got, you, you've <laughs> got young English players in the team anyway. Agreed. No, agreed.
1: So I'm, I'm not. No, it's not a bad restart. But then the yeah. problem is trying to attract. So if you look at trying to attract players, going to be difficult. I think the best thing which could happen for Arsenal is they win it. They have a clear out in the summer to get rid of a lot of the deadwoods, um, <laughs> and then they try and bring in some players. And then you're already a couple of years ahead of where you need to be. I don't think, that's, you, I don't think that's. I don't think If know. you finish outside the Champions League, it's going to take you a while to you've get. You've been out of the
0: Champions be. League for years anyway. So like to to not be in Europa League it doesn't mean anything. Like because you've got think of it now, mate. You've got players that you probably want to get rid of anyway. But you've still got a good squad you just need a good manager to back yeah, it up
1: with. what, 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 what and, I'm saying though is it's like if you had the opportunity to play Champions League football next season you would take it hundred um, percent
0: but then you would never get rid of the though they're not going to leave next season if you're in Champions League they won't leave
1: yeah that is true but that's more hypothetical we don't know that we don't we see we don't know we don't know that as a, as a factor I mean so if you said to me would you like to finish outside of the Champions League and Cronkie would leave yes of course. Yeah. There's no guarantee that's going to be the case. So if you look at the cards which are in front of you, you say, from a footballing perspective, we need to get back in the Champions League. Mm. In terms of how the club's run, yeah, that's a different question. I mean, you'd want the club to get run into the ground, then the owners would leave. The, prob- the, prob- the, biggest, the biggest problem with us is that if you look at the way English football's run now, there's a big risk that we end up like an Aston Villa or an Everton. I'm not mugging either of mm. them off, but you know, we've not won a league now in 17 years or something, 16, whatever it is, then you, you get, so say you're out of the Champions League next season, right? You're playing domestic football. Yes, we might be able to push, but you think to yourself, okay, we're not going to attract much players. You need to have, the only way which you get out of that predicament is if you've got one hell of a manager at the club. I don't think Arteta's up for it. So I'd rather hedge my bets, Getting in the Champions League next season. You know, you're going to get some decent players in, as opposed to him having to completely turn it around from top to bottom, I just don't know if I'll, I don't know if he's got the caliber to do it.
0: No, no, I, personally, mate. I, if I was you, I'd want Arsenal to bomb it on Friday or Thursday, whatever day it is on, and just hope that the takeover happens. A new manager comes in for the for a, one a year or two, and then rebuild again. Because, like, think of it this way, mate. Like, if you qualify for Champions League next year great achievement by the way but then you stuck with Arteta and the Cronkies won't leave they're not going to pay up and leave yeah if they're not yeah. they're not why would they leave if they're in Champions League again because yeah, no, yeah, in their mind I, I, I and, they're, it, and they in their yank in brain they think oh well we've done a good job we've not done anything yeah I, I, I get it but, problem, <laughs> but we're in Champions is, League
1: the, the, no but the problem is Edsy right the, the chance so the, the easy option to rebuild was six or seven years ago right um yeah. when when you had, uh, after Wenger won the cup final in 14 and done it again 15, you had all them managers like Conte, Klopp, Guardiola who come on the market. Now, at the time, every, you know, any Arsenal fan who had their head switched on said you need to go and get one of them and move Wenger on. Then you had the dickheads, absolute twats. Where are these fools now? You say, oh no, you know, Wenger, Wenger needs to stay, blah, blah. When the bloke was just so past it, it weren't funny. Yeah. Uh, we h- hung on to him. And it's literally going to set. So you think about he left in 2018, should have got rid of him in, if we got rid of him in 15, it's going to set us back the best part of a decade, mate, hanging on to the bloke. And so what I'm saying is you can expedite the process back to the top if you finish in the Champions League. Otherwise, if we finish outside of Champions League bases, mate, we could be in the wilderness for a few more years, mm-hmm. at least. So what I'm, the, I see it as two options option A, this is our ticket back to where we need to go. Option B, we could go into the wilderness. There's no guarantee you're going to hold on to them players. So if someone comes along, big club like Man City, they come along, 50, 60 million pound bid for Saka. Is he going to, are the club going to, you know, reject mm-hmm. that? I don't know. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like you play a massive lottery if you go down that other option. And the only way you can get out of that is if you know you've got a quality manager who will rebound and he will build it up. And you look at it and you think to yourself, not sure if it's Arteta, but who's out there? There's not that many cracking candidates who are knocking down the door. If you're going to move him on, I got one for you. Who's that?
0: Rafa. Nah, he's a
1: nah, He's past it, mate. Unless you reckon he's going to do some Ranieri business, where he's going to, you know, uh, somehow manage us. So his best days are behind him, mate.
0: Well, he could have gone for Jose, but he's gone to Roma. <laughs> imagine no, if jose came in there's no
1: there's no you look, you, you look at you look at the you look at the coaching market at the moment and there is not an abundance of talent no. out there
0: but why do they go for rafa he's look what he's done he's better than our though I'm, isn't not, he? I'm not
1: no i'm not i'm not knocking rafa but we tried that with emra so we brought in emra who's an experienced coach and it just, hmm. it, it backfired so yes, you could say to yourself let's give uh, let's give a uh, Benitez a crap. But he's a short-term option. I'm yeah, not
0: against it. I'm not Yeah, I'm
1: not against yeah, I'm not against bringing in Benitez. I think yeah, fine, you know, but it's not the solution. And this is what I'm saying, the club is in a massive crisis now. If we don't win the, if we don't get in the Champions League next season, cause you're going to be starting from nothing.
0: Okay, let's just say um this bot um sorry, Spotify consortium does take over the club? Do you feel that there might be some room there for Vieira and like a joint manage- managership there with those, those with boys or?
1: aren't those boys aren't managers? Let's let's get that straight, right? Anyone who thinks Vie- uh, Omri and Vieira are and Burkamp are good managers on a on a cloud, mate. Uh, Burkham's all right; he's all good. He's a good assistant, right? He's shown that I act. You know, he's, he, yeah. he works. Yeah, you know, he's part of bringing fine, probably. Henri Vieira, they ain't got no chance of managing Arsenal. Off with the fairies. Anyone who thinks that's off with the fairies, mate. You know, off with the fairies. I mean, what have they done to deserve that job? Nothing. And so this is the thing, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes, Henri Vieira, Bergkamp backing it, fantastic. Um, But, I mean, Bergkamp would probably do a good job as a technical director or something like that. Vieira, Henri... Yeah, you have them around the club as ambassadors, I mean, if you wanted to, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think they're just names, really, rather than you know, a, a, a presence or, or, or whatever it is which you'd expect to influence, you know, the football side of things, that's for certain. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of the board as well, uh, you know, would would I put one of them on the board? Maybe. Mm. Um but there's a guy who, you know, if you're going to put anyone on the board, it's Wenger. He's the guy you want. He's got the footballing, uh, you
0: know, know-how. Um, <laughs> but, do you, you know, but this is why I laugh at, I'm not laughing at you, mate, but I, I laugh at the idea of that because this is the guy that sort of put you in this position that you're in now, but then you want No, him-
1: because at the, at the time, he should have been moved upstairs. <laughs> Everyone with a brain was
0: saying this, right? The
1: guy, the guy's a genius when it comes to football. Uh but he was in the wrong place, you know. He, he needed to to move him upstairs. You don't want to lose that knowledge. But you need to, to repurpose it. Um, but yeah, no. Look, if I was going to look at the free free candidates, I'd say yeah, Burkham, you'd be a good technical director. Um, Omri or Vieira, yeah, put one of them on the board if you want to. But I wouldn't have them anywhere well, near. Why the don't Why,
0: side why of don't it. you gamble on like Eddie Howe? I've se- I've said this for the last two years. Why don't you should go for Eddie Howe? Has experience more experience than Arteta in the in the league and in the football league. He's English.
1: I'm not I'm not against I'm Eddie How. plays good
0: football. I'm
1: not against Eddie Howe so I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, like... I'm, I'm at all. I'm not saying that we shouldn't get him in. A, I've never said that. Never said that at all. You know, you wouldn't have me on record saying that. I wouldn't have an issue giving him a chance. Yeah. Um but the only you, problem again, yeah. the only problem is. You look at it and you think to yourself, that's a medium, to, you know, a medium to long-term fix, unless he can perform a miracle. So, I mean, the club's just got to look at what's its appetite, you know? and at the moment, we're looking medium to long-term, mate. So, if it is medium to long-term, yeah, give him a shot. Mm. He can't do much worse than what we are at the moment, unless exactly. he elevates us. Exactly, exactly. That's not going to happen. I mean, Eddie, we're not a big club anymore in terms of performances. Let's 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 get that right. I mean, we're a cup yeah. team at best at the moment. So, I mean, yeah. Give, give, give him, man. I mean, give it, give him Eddie a chance.
0: I mean, why not? Yeah, I honestly think the short-term fix is this is what should happen to Arsenal. This is the best thing for you. You just need Cronky out. They need to leave. Bring in the new ownership. Bring in a proven manager and just restart again. Because you've got enough young talent in and around the squad that should be getting more game time. That can carry on. In the next five years if That I means I you're I not agree. in the Champions League, which you've not been for a while anyway. What's the difference? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, agreed. To start agreed. again. To start again. Agreed. Yeah,
1: it's just a it's just a long it's a long term fix. Yeah, exactly. And you, as but fans, just, you I, just I, have to. I know, but I just find that frustrating because if yeah. the club had listened to what I would say, you know, six seven years ago, we yeah. would have been
0: in this position in the first place. But look, at United have been in this position for the last what? How long's um has Fergie been out for? about six or seven years now? Eight years. Eight so, years now. Something like that. Yeah. So like if you start again, you start again, but then you know in ten years' time you might be challenging again. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But it's just frustrating, you know, it's, you know, when you think to yourself, We you know, we've got this so wrong.
0: I, I know, but then look at it, mate, football, the cycles, they always change. You know what I mean? Like you you and United had a good run in the nineties and the early two thousands and now it's your turn to sort of just Suck it up and
1: no, but I haven't got know, a problem with that. I, I no, I haven't got a problem with that. But what I find is it, it, it's 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 a self enforced issue. It's yeah. not like, uh, you know, it's not like we couldn't have been where the other teams are, it's totally self enforced,
0: yeah. Because look at it now, mate. Like Chelsea, they're not going to be like this forever. You know, Roman will it will sell up one day and they'll be back to where they should be, you know? City yeah yeah No, so, no, no do, I agree. You
1: know? No, I, I, mate, I, I, I agree with you. I just yeah, think, yeah. you know, Arsenal shot themselves in the head, not even the foot, massively yeah. over the last few years.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, mate, like you said earlier, you know, compare it to Spurs, like, even in Arsenal's worst period in the modern era, you've still been more successful than them. You've still won stuff, you know? So it hasn't always been bad but but I think because you've had that incredible success of the early noughties that's what sort of you you probably feel that you're I'm not saying you personally but Arsenal fans feel entitled that they should be at the top but really you are where you are mate (laughs) No, I I
1: agree with that agreed with that but then the biggest issue we've always had is if you look at the way the club runs itself
0: yeah
1: why are we paying uh you know such an expensive price for tickets you know if you know, you don't expect, um, you know, uh, Harrod's prices for Mark Suspense's quality. It's as simple <laughs> as that. So the club, no, but this is this is no. this is what I'm saying. The club has to totally change the way it's run. Because at the moment, it's a joke. You know, why would you pay uh, you know, that kind of money? You know, we're bringing out four or five kits a season. Who, who's going to buy that? Do you see what I mean? Mm. But the way the club's run is just not, not good.
0: Yeah. Wow. Back on the field, mate. Predictions for tomorrow.
1: Are uh, you talking about the Chelsea game in the no, League. No,
0: sorry, mate. Uh, when I say tomorrow, two days time for you. Um, Arsenal, uh, Villarreal.
1: I think we will win 3-1.
0: That's my prediction. If not, what happens then?
1: I'll oh, tell it's done if he does not win that mate I'm telling you I can already see it now
0: Is it enough for him to get the boot this week or they'd let him finish the season
1: Nah even if he finishes the season even if he finishes next year starts next year I don't think he can unless he's he needs to have them, he needs so to turn things around you need momentum yeah mm. so think about it like this if you're sinking you don't automatically and you know you're, you're, you don't all of a sudden just manage to resurface yeah this would give him a massive boost winning the Europa. Without, without, he's got no mandate. Without winning the Europa, he's got no mandate whatsoever. The Players won't have a buzz factor or anything like that. So, I think if he don't win the Europa, he's finished. That's my personal view.
0: Even if you get to the final, mate, I don't know if you can beat United. I mean, look at the season. Yeah, you've done well against uh, United this season, but I mean, in a one-off game. Like, even if you get to the final. I don't see you beating United, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a 50-50 game, that one. Yeah, the biggest problem with us is that you don't know what Arsenal team's going to turn up in these games. Yeah. So there's no, you can't rely on them. You know, are you going to get the team which turned up at Baku <laughs> yeah. back, or are you going to get the team which turned up against Chelsea in the cup final? Yeah. You know, That's a good point. Damned if I, damned if I know. Uh, so you're 100% right. There is no, you know, we could turn up and get smacked 4-1 again. So, yeah, I mean, it's impossible to predict it. Yeah. I think we'll get through against Villarreal. Uh, I don't know if we will win it, though. I'm not convinced about that. Not convinced about that at all with our recent performances.
0: Mm. Um, and then uh, the rest of the league games are just... Yeah.
1: It's right off now, isn't it? It's just yeah, about it's the same. It's, it, it, it I mean, it's not really about us now in the league. It's about looking around you and you, you, you want to see, you know... Where, where is it all going to end up? I mean, you've got um, you've got West Ham, which are you know West Leicester, who typically capitulate towards the end of the season. Can they hang on? Uh, can they hang in there? Finish Champions League?
0: Uh, I think so. Got, this what, time they
1: will. Yeah, well, you never know, Edsley. Come on, mate. It's a, you know, it's <laughs> well, Brendan a, Rogers, you never know. <laughs> yeah, 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 come on, mate. Um, so you've got Leicester you've got uh, you know, can West Ham do a late charge could Tottenham do a late I mean you, you literally it was four games to go you literally don't West know Ham,
0: West up. Ham have got the fixtures mate the only tough yeah. team they've got is Everton in the last four so the rest of them are lower well, than
1: them yeah Ever- Everton's dropped off the cliff ain't they now yeah. too many draws too many draws too many draws um, so I mean Liverpool's finished as well aren't mm. they but
0: bear in mind Everton have had a good season though they've had a better season than what they've had in the last yeah the car, I, I'm not sure the, if it's that that's if Ancelotti's happy with that because he's a serial winner. Yeah, I, I don't think he'd accept finishing there, but yeah, I it's a lot better quite, than
1: I don't know. Did you listen to Sky Sports when you had Kevin Campbell and Carragher yeah. they're talking about Everton? I thought Kevin car- uh, Campbell was dropping bombs, mate. You know, basically <laughs> saying that, uh, you know, you can't have a Rolls Royce engine. Uh, when you've got a Vauxhall, uh, Vauxhall uh, car or voxel yeah, Vauxhall yeah. body. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so he was making some good points saying that they've got quality, but they ain't got the depth, which, bang on. Um, mm. So Everton's had a good season. But again, it's all about, you know, everyone knows the Premier League is about, unless you've got a striker up front who's banging in 35 yeah. goals or 30 goals, it's about squad depth, isn't it?
0: The bottom, that's pretty much sorted now, isn't that? Uh, yeah, that's that. I mean, that's... Yeah. You, the I mean, Fulham, is safe Fulham, now, no, eh?
1: Fulham bottled it because five games ago they had a chance, didn't they? Mm. I mean, five games ago they were in, in in with a chance. But I mean, you look at it and you think it's about right, isn't it? Newcastle's done just enough. I mean, my boy Joe will three goals and whatever. I mean, two two three games. He's he's really chipped in hasn't up up there. So if they live to fight another day, Newcastle. But I think they've got to do something substantial in the off season, mm. otherwise they could be gone next year.
0: Championship mate. So pff, the last well the last two games have sort of been. A dead rubber, really, because everything's been sorted out. The top two, Norwich and Watford, have gone up. Um, the playoffs have been sorted.
1: That's uncanny, don't you think so? Norwich and Watford going up. Literally, yeah. they've gone down and both gone back up
0: again. Norwich deserved it. Um, Watford, yeah, they've been all right. Look at the points that they've gotten and look at the points that we dropped throughout this whole season. Like We should have finished second. We should have, but we haven't. Uh, we're in the playoffs. Um, probably going to play Bournemouth, I think. If, well, we'll see how results go on the weekend. But yeah, it's going to be a tough one, mate. It's going to be a tough one. But, you know, can I complain that we're in playoffs with the team that we've got? No. I mean, if you had told me the start of the season, we would be playoffs, so I'd be, yeah, I'd be pretty happy with that. Um, Cooper's done it now, what, two seasons he's been in charge, two playoff finishes. You know what
1: I mean? Do you know what the that geezer is? He keeps
0: his job, but you think to yourself, he's, got, he's a bottle job. Do you know what I mean? Cooper? Yeah. You know what, mate? I feel that when we were second, we had an opportunity to really push on and we didn't. Um, and we didn't because as ineptitude in I mean, some a games. Here's a bottle job because we should have finished second. <laughs> we should have. After that Norwich game that we won back in February, we've been dog shit since then. And it was, the writing was on the wall. I was telling you, mate, I was saying, look, the performances ain't great. We're we're just getting worse and worse. And then we lost the scam in the derby, and that ruined it, the rest of it. We went on the, that so run of four edgy, games on the, on the rocks. Edgy, edgy, everyone, the knows,
1: everyone knows. that in the championship, the most important period is between February and uh, and and April. Yeah. That that three month window there is the most important ten to fourteen games of the season. Yep. Right. And the reason for that is is because it's such a long season but in the Premier League, by the time it gets to February, if you've got enough points in the bag you've sort of you know it's very rare you see a team which drops so, so usually whoever's top at Christmas will tend to go on and win it right mm. whereas in the championship, it's not the case at all it's that 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 sort of uh, if you look at it from a 400 meter race you'd say it's the it's the um, the bends you know what I mean that yeah. you know the the the, the thirds. So that you know the, the the you know that 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 is so critical. You know the going into the bend into the last hundred meters. That is the critical component, right? And um, yeah, I mean, you lot just didn't fancy it. That's nah. that's what
0: it must come down to. Yeah, I mean, you blame Cooper because he picks the team. End of really. Well,
1: but also it's about motivation. If you mm-hmm. as a player, if you can't get up and you say we've got an opportunity to come up here, never going to happen,
0: is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, we've been rubbish for the last, what, 20 games? (laughs) You know, and and the thing is, though, this is how, like, even at our worst, we've still finished in the playoffs. I think it's our highest, yeah, we hit 80 points in the day. So this is like one of our highest totals ever in our whole existence, right? We're the fifth, I think it's the fifth um, Swansea squad to ever get more than 80 points, right? So we've done well. But then we look at the whole season. It's sort of like, yeah, we should have gone up. We should have gone. And any season where there wasn't a big wig team there, you know, apart from Norwich, maybe. You know, this was it. Now we're we're in a fight in our hands. Now we've got Bournemouth, we've got Brentford, and we've got Barnsley. I don't know how Barnsley oh, got there, the, but they're there. The, the biggest, the biggest
1: problem with you lot is you don't score goals. Let's let's have that right. Because so, we've got no striker.
0: You... This is a problem we've had. You should have bought
1: a striker. So if if you had Mister Ivan Tony up front, you lot would have been in the Premier. You would have oh, been yeah. promoted by much. If,
0: yeah, if Rian Brewster came to us on loan again, he would score thirty goals this season easily. Yeah, easily. but then
1: I think I think the one thing you've got to be optimistic about is that you you know you've built a good squad. You've got some all right youngsters in there, a few experienced heads knocking about, and so the way you look at it is you think to yourself, well. It's not a bad season, you know. If you're going to give it a scorecard, you give it a solid B. I Yeah, I think the only, pro- the only problem is you think to yourself, What could have been? There's a lot of lost opportunities, but yeah. you can't knock it. You can't, you can't. I mean, it would be more disappointing if I think, you know, if we look at this, I mean, geez, that feels like yesterday, wouldn't it? Remember, when we we're doing the pod when you, you got in through the last game of the season, smashing up Nottingham Forest. Um, uh, but it was Nottingham Forest you smashed up, wasn't nah, it?
0: No, we 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 batted, was it Redding. Forest? No, no Forest. Red-
1: Forest? Forrest lost on the last
0: day. Who did they lose yeah. to? Okay. Stoke or someone? Yeah, they lost to Stoke. So what happened there yeah. was, so uh, Forrest were in the playoffs for the whole season, right? Then we had that um, lockdown then, the March break. And then after the break, Forrest didn't win a single game. And then we stole that playoff spot on the final day because we beat Redden 4-1 on goal difference, right? So I thought that was generally going to happen to us, mate, because the results have been so bad. Look at the team that they would just finish out the playoffs. And if that had happened, Cooper was out the door, right? But we've somehow stayed in the top six. The thing is, mate, what's different about this playoffs is none of the, the top four teams have been in the, on a good run, apart from Bournemouth. So it's not like that team that storms into the playoffs late on and continues that momentum. Like, all four teams are very average on form right now. So I don't know what's going to happen, mate. I really don't know. Do, do, do you know what's
1: funny? And you look at the table... You look at the West, you look at Birmingham and Coventry, both yeah. play at the same stadium, both on the same points. You must think, what's going on now?
0: <laughs> they've done well, though, stay up, both those teams. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a funny old one, isn't it? Because it's, um, yeah, I mean, not much surprises, not much surprises. I think everyone knew Watford and, and Norwich would be strong. I mean, yeah. Watford come on a little bit late, but, you mm-hmm. know, they've still got a bit of experience knocking
0: it yeah. out there. Yeah, no, um,
1: It's just interesting when you look at, um, you know, uh, obviously, uh, all to play for last game of the season and, you know, uh, Sheffield Wednesday going down, is an interesting one. I mean, they're, uh, they're not a small club by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, the Millers, Rotherham, going down, looks like it, unless they can get a miracle last day of the
0: season. Uh, Wickham, I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Wick- so. Wickham, Wickham, Wonders near score... They need like a twelve nil win, and then they need the they need the other three above them to, to drop points, so or actually to lose. So uh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but they put a good fight though, Wickham. Yeah, I mean,
1: what's interesting is you look at the championship, and you've got almost like your stalwarts, and then out so you've got the likes of uh, you know, Reading, uh, QPR, uh, Forest, Blackburn, Birmingham City. Uh, these teams have been in yeah, there for a long time, haven't they? Mm. Even Mill Millwall, I mean, they've sort of dipped in and out. But you know, whereas what's interesting is it's like it would it'd be nice to see someone different come up into the Premier
0: League. Yeah, I mean, when you say different, mate, do you mean Brentford?
1: <laughs> no, no, as in like as in, as in
0: like Norwich
1: and Watford have both been around the Premier yeah, League, for quite, yeah, yeah. you know, for for, for a while. Um, so it would be nice to see any of. Brentford, Swansea, or Barnsley come up. Imagine Barnsley
0: in the Premier
1: League. They were in the Premier League back in the day, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Barn- Barnsley. Barnsley. Uh, yeah, yeah. That would be mad, <laughs> innit? If they was to come up. Um, yeah, get, get your old mate Rory Fallon back on the
0: podcast. He'd <laughs> be loving that, wouldn't he? Well, he works at Swans now, so I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Was he really? Yeah,
1: OK. Does, so, yeah. You might have to have a word with him if he's working
0: at Swans. Uh, well, we need a striker, don't we? So... <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, that's good for you, though. I mean, gives you good links into the club, doesn't it? See if you can get some of the players on. Oh,
0: God. Well, we'll see what happens in the next two weeks. Actually, yeah, two weeks' time we'll know um, a bit more about the playoff situation. Yeah, I mean, personally now, if you're going to ask me now if I want this to go up, I'll take us going up but we'll go down straight away but we'll take the money and hopefully the Yanks piss off so that's that's our conundrum there like you, you need Arsenal to win the Europa League we need to go up so we can get rid of our owners <laughs> yeah so you can find a fire yeah <laughs> we'll take Eddie Howe as well <laughs>
1: yeah you oh, never know you never know you never know I mean yeah, you never know you never know yeah. it's uh, funny I want in it you've got a, uh, you know it, it's a uh, twenty-five you know, percent chance statistically, a little but um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think Brentford will be a tough
0: one yeah. for anyone to come up against because they're just, you know, Ivan Tonys and just mm. fire, any I'll take him in the final. Give us Bournemouth and the semi, and um, we'll take on Brentford in the final. Yeah, yeah. Andre, are you double. Are you? Uh, you, in are you an empty Wembley? Yeah. I'll take it, mate. I'll take it. Just a Oh, beat. no, there'll
1: be probably, there could probably be fans in there.
0: For uh, both. Drake would want to let them in, mate.
1: Oh, cool.
0: Yeah, Drake, but Drake, he, he honestly, he'll bomb oh, the Seventh Bridge. He's going to bomb it so no Swansea fans could go to London. All right, that's what's going to happen.
1: It's so predictable, isn't it? The devolved nation strike again.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're going to have we're going to, have to you know, dig a tunnel through Offa's of Dyke or something to get them in. <laughs> Get on a boat. Get on a boat down to Bristol. Yeah, yeah.
1: Unbelievable, that, isn't it?
0: Oh, mate. Oh, mate. Well, anyway, mate, uh, pleasure to talk to you. Uh Thanks for coming on again.
1: No worries, mate. You look after yourself. Stay
0: safe and, uh yeah, behave yourself. <laughs> yeah, all the best of the week, mate. You'll need it. Cheers. <laughs> we will. We will. We will. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to another episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative Football. Uh, the trials are back in action, I think filming's resuming this week, actually, so check out on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you again. Have a good one. Kaki dana.